Hello and welcome back to Bad Love Podcast. Hey, I'm Tamu. And I'm Mallory. And we're back. We are back. And before we get started, I would love to be able to talk about the fact that uh, we can be found pretty much everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yeah, under a rock. I mean, obviously you'd know this because you're literally listening to this right now. That's true. And thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you for, for that. Listening. But you can also find us on other things like Twitter, Battle of Pod. Yeah, you can follow the stuff that, you know, we talk about during the course of the week. And then Instagram as well. Lots of fun posts, especially now you get a visual. That's true. You get a visual. <laughs> and that's Not of us, but just of stuff. <laughs> Sometimes us, depending Rarely. on what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. No, no one wants to see us. <laughs> that's not true. You know I want to see us. We should do something where it's like we podcast like this instead of like I woke up like this. We podcast like this. I can show Let's do it right now. The Here, let me take out my we phone. are doing. <laughs> we podcast like this. We podcast, we podcast like, like this. this. We podcast like this. And oh, there we go. We, oh, we, podcast, we like podcast like this, right? <laughs> we did that. We Guys, did the thing. Literally Start just the hashtag. Saw us on social media. All right. So, yes, follow us on Instagram, which is actually Bad at Love Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Bad at Love Pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can email us, Bad at Love Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also go to our website, battleofpodcast.com, uh, which has a lot of fun stuff on there. I'm going to be rearranging some things. Oh boy. I promise. <laughs> I have got some fun ideas. But until then, Tamu, uh, as our get to know you of this podcast, tell me a time about when you were in a hurry. What? I don't know. Just tell me something. Tell me a story. I don't want to tell you. I'm always in a hurry. You're always in a hurry. Why are you always in a hurry? I'm always late. You're always but late. I'm late on purpose because I don't like to be the one that's there waiting for people. You're late on purpose. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm usually about five minutes late on purpose. Five minutes late on purpose. Now, do you wait in your car or do you just like purposely leave at a time that is five minutes late? No, I might. If I got here early, I'd wait in my car. I know like our friend Allison is always a half an hour early for things. <laughs> and so I know she'll be there. I'm like, oh, well, she'll be there for sure because... And then I try to get there at the same half an hour early time because I know she'll be there half an hour early. <laughs> it just depends on the person, I think. You know, mm-hmm. like my, our friend Hillary is consistently late, always late. And so Love therefore, I'm just like, well, I guess I'll just leave when I leave and I'll see you when I see you. So that's kind of how that goes, too. But also that I've decided I've, you know, if I know, like I always know ahead of time that she's going to be late. So then I just... Take plan ahead. I'm like, okay, well, if she's late, I'm just going to have some tea and, you know, go through our Instagram feed and, you know, do do my homework business and then she'll be there at some point in time. So, or she won't. <laughs> or she ha- just won't. That has happened as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Hence why I like to be purposefully late. I mean, I suppose I try to be on time and I always end up being either late. 15 minutes early, exactly on time. Or at least five minutes late, if not more. And now that I have a dog, it's even worse. Yeah. Because it's either I'm trying to plan for things, and then I end up being like, well, I accidentally didn't check the time, and now I'm a half hour mm-hmm. before schedule. Mm-hmm. Or it's, hey, going to be 15 minutes late. But then you always end up being late on purpose, too. So, But then I'm technically on time. True. I try to be on time for recordings. (laughs) I'm never late for those. I've been getting better and better and better about it, especially now that I have a more set job. Yeah. And the schedule is Mm kind of like that's where it's at. So let's keep up them good times. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it.
this time for our podcast, we chose... Mallory chose. That's true. I, I chose this. Because she can't not choose something science-related because nothing no. makes sense without evidentiary evidence. It's not even just that. It's just more I find it completely intriguing because these people are saying that there's empirical, mm-hmm. this is what it is, and yet... And yet, nature move, proves different. Yeah, mm-hmm. constantly everything. Proves well, that's why I just believe it's 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 nature versus nurture, regardless of what's in our nature genes. versus nurture. And then also the fact that it's like we have media, but that's the nurture. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I will take that. Yes. So tell them what we watch. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the idea came in my head actually because back in college, so this is like what two thousand fucking seven eight. So long ago. But a friend and I, who were both RAs, uh, we What's used to an watch. RA? Oh, an RA, residential assistant. Hey. So we were people who take took care of a certain floor. They're the narcs on your dorm. <laughs> we were the loose narcs on the door. <laughs> and let me tell you, my ladies loved me because I protected them with like every part of my being. Okay. It was more that we would watch the Discovery Channel mm-hmm. all the time. And we saw that there's this documentary that was supposed to come out. And this is before the Discovery Channel was completely 100% like what it is right now, which is like what – uh, reality television shows, people being nude and shit like that out in the wild. Hey, don't diss naked and afraid. It's a good show. It is a really good show. I will. I have watched it. But just it wasn't reality television at the time. But we decided to watch it and it was called The Science of Sex Appeal. Mm-hmm. And both of us were very intrigued and interested because we were like, really? There's a science behind why both of us are single right now. I would like to watch this. <laughs> it wasn't the science of singleness. <laughs> But just in general, we were like, so what's what's wrong with us? Was, was like, obviously, there's a science to it. So what's up? Uh-huh. So yeah, essentially, both of us, uh, his name is Alex. Both of us sat down. We watched this film. And it was intriguing. By the end of it, we both were kind of like, wow, we're both fucked. Because there was a lot of instances, particularly the sexy voice, what would be considered a sexy mm-hmm. voice. And it was very clearly, how would I put this? Not biased, but very gender associative and very white. Very white. The mo- like it. It shouldn't say that most so of funny. the results weren't. Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Um, mainly because I would say of what we're already fed in our media. Mm-hmm. But it did like solidify the fact that like I don't have a sexy voice because I apparently have a deeper voice than what a female should have, like that kind of stuff. But it depends, <laughs> and if you're ovulating, then your voice gets higher so that you can attract a male. So apparently, so there's there all these go. fun little things. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start off with how did you feel about it? Like when you were watching it, we had to watch well, kind of a lower quality due to well, I mean, it finding was a it. 2009 show that is no longer available anywhere and so we had to watch this like busted ass like tiny like one fourth of the screen i will say that it was on their website but they were in little tiny very like snippets yeah of like here's a tiny idea explanation of, of it right kind of gave you like a little bit of it and then you were like what happens at the end and they don't really give you the conclusion <laughs> so you're just kind of like okay so I just initially really thought it was very white. I was just like, okay, so all the science experiments, they did interview people of color. Right. In their um, cutaways where people were talking about being in relationships. Yes. But all of the scientific experiments negate anybody of color. And also negate... And anybody... The it's fact cis that, white. Yeah. The fact that, you know, homosexuals 
live in this world and are really a thing too and also a part of nature Mm -hmm. and what do they think about things and how do they pick people and I mean is it all the same so they didn't do any sort of cross correlations or anything like that so I was just like the scientific facts are very they're very white yeah so and very straight it was uh, which makes me laugh because I was just watching a Samantha Bee episode last week where she had um, a little portion of her show about Afrofuturism and the fact that people of color are negated out of AI because all of the testing is oh, God, done yeah. with white people. And so therefore, we're not you know, able to be a part of that. So we will probably be expunged from... Have they talked... Did they end up talking, because I haven't watched her most recent... Did they end up talking about when Xbox One came out originally? No. So just, when they when that first came out, it had um, before Xbox One came out, there was the Xbox 360, and they add it had an add on for a camera that you were supposed to play games and stuff with. And when they made Xbox One, they made it where you had to have that connected mm-hmm. and attached. Black people couldn't be seen. Yeah. That makes sense. And so everybody was like, how am I supposed to feel like, and you weren't allowed to play games if you unless you couldn't be registered. Yeah, and it go. was like, they're like, how the fuck are we supposed to play this game if I can't even be registered with your shit? And it was obviously a whole debacle until finally, I don't even know if they actually fixed it. I just know that they finally made it where you did not have to have that feature well, yeah, plugged that's in. Well, probably easier, right? Than right. And it. then fucking like <laughs> actually being like, hey. So inclusion is not a part of this either. No. So it's just interesting to me to see how white people pick each other that's kind of <laughs> where i was at with Which, it like okay <laughs> so does that not apply for black people then no, or you guys are just forced together right asians and latinos and others like we just kind of pacific islanders we just are like whatever you kind of look cool whatever <laughs> i mean it was so it was really interesting in that regard mm-hmm. so that was Absolutely. my first i was like oh hey so science is just racist Doy. Clearly. As is everything else. So there you go. Clearly. Nothing new. No surprises. Uh, and what did you think about that? Because, I mean, they mainly what I would say they focused on was the ones that always remind me when they stand out um, is the symmetry one. The symmetry one, yep. Which also I didn't realize was how much every single – because they talk about, like, when you're a fetus mm-hmm. and how and you're how, growing. And they're like, literally, it could be your mom didn't eat enough iron. Right, and, and then, then therefore your face is all fucked up now. Right, yep. so they have all those interesting things. That so I'm now like, I can well. blame my mom for my asymmetrical face. <laughs> but everybody's asymmetrical. Not everybody. To a point, though. And it was – that's the point that I think, like, that's why it sticks out to me is the fact that they're like, if you are at the specific – scale because they were wasn't it the greeks they said that they have like the the golden ratio the golden ratio mm-hmm. and they tried to use it on people's faces and saying you know the average is actually under the golden ratio well the average is a six is so a six. anything over a six is awesome and if you're over seven you're a knockout yep. they tried to talk about what was it they they tried to say that the average though is actually like a 4.5 yeah the average is like is under the golden under ratio. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. And then they tried to do these experiments where they tried to show people saying, okay, what do you think is more attractive? All, uh, one of them was pretend these guys are twins. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be identical. Which one is cuter? Right. And they basically just made their faces more symmetrical or they made their faces a little bit more asymmetrical. And then... I think well, one was their normal. One was symmetrical, one I thought. One wasn't their normal. They kind of oh, still made it right, right, slightly right, 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 right. better. 
And um, it was just like, oh, wow. <laughs> and people automatically people were like, oh, like, he's oh. hotter. And there's the one woman that they kept in the interviews who was like, I think the other guy is actually cuter, the, the asymmetrical-ish more one, just because he is like way more. He looks like he lived more. Yeah, he looks like he lived more. And I was like, okay. Well, she's a freak <laughs> anomaly in that whole situation. But I just thought that was interesting. So they had that. What was what was the most that stood out to you? Throughout the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The whole um, copulence thing <laughs> was hilarious to me because they literally <laughs> made a fucking study and made these dudes sniff vaginal secretions <laughs> and they didn't know it to determine whether or not they could tell who was pretty. But basically, if you just smear vaginal secretions on yourself, men will be just driven wild. So I thought, well, that's the original love potion number nine, then, because all we have to do is just smear ourselves on ourselves and men will be it will be irresistible to anybody. Well, there we go. Yeah, so that's it. All Which right, so feels gross because if <laughs> we're gonna make a bad at love podcast perfume, yes, <laughs> essential oil, copulence, eau de copulence. What <laughs> sounds so gross? Mixed with patchouli. I mean, ew. <laughs> and I know, like they made a synthetic version of it or whatever it was, and it was barely detectable, which is fine. But also, like, what the hell? Ew. <laughs> so gross. I was just like. <laughs> and they have these dudes like breathing it in and they're like clicking on ladies and they could barely think anymore because their testosterone is like, woohoo! Ew! <laughs> so gross. So nasty. And then they're basically saying, so like when men sweat, basically we don't like it. We as ladies don't like it unless we're ovulating. And then we're like, hey, otherwise we're like, get the fuck away from me. So <laughs> yes. basically they have people on a dance floor going, it's just a biohazard warfare going on <laughs> where it's like men are like dancing and sweating and ladies are like vaginally secreting and they're all just like <laughs> battling each other. Like, ugh. Oh my God. What did you're gross. <laughs> Demons are nasty. What did you think about the one where they weren't told about what to do in the study, but they were just kind of told you need to find a partner? That so was like the – well, no, they had numbers on their heads. Yeah, and the they were like, you had to part figure was out. was when they had recorded the lady who was yes. like a three or whatever, and she's like, no, it's a two. I could do better than that. I could do better than that. Oh, no, that one got taken. Oh, crap, I got to do better than that. Oh, well, I guess I'm stuck with this one. Right, and they were the same, weren't they? Yeah, because she's stupid and should have just picked a four and moved on. <laughs> But be- but it made me think, okay, so not just men do that. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of reassuring to me that the fact that we're all shallow and stupidly yes. thinking we can always do better when we end up with just about the same. Just about the same. <laughs> Although the funniest parts for me were, despite all of these experiments, when they were doing the when Harry met Sally type situation of showing the couples on the couch and oh, uh-huh. asking them questions and answers. Those guys are so cute. All of them were cute. Aww. All of them were... It seems like they were outside of what they were saying that we do, though, don't you think? No, because like the older couple who was talking about the fact that the one woman was like, yeah, everybody else, you know, he had a gold pen or something. He was flashier and he was classy because he had a pen. And I thought that that was great. And 
So she basically picked him because he had a fucking pen. Um, you know, and other people, well, it showed the differences between what women choose and what men choose because right. men basically were like, well, she was she was facially pretty and she had a nice body. Right. And women were like, he had a fucking pen. <laughs> Bitch, it was a gold cross pen because back in the day that was the shit. And so therefore, that's how I chose my man. So I guess the main question would be too is that despite having all of these, when you really think about it, don't you think that it's kind of interesting that this is the science of it, but why would anybody stick around? Well, they said why people would stick around was because there's another sort of like hormone in you that makes you work to continue forward. To continue forward. And you stay with that. So what did they say? It's vasopressin in men Mm. and oxytocin in women that are like the monogamy hormones that kind of make you want to stay with someone. But they said it's work. It's like, you know, you go through the lusty part or whatever. Love and then, lust. you know, you want the reward of staying with someone. So you keep that dopamine going in your brain continually. And then that's how you end up. But I also think, too, a part of that is not just nature, but nurture in the way that we live in our society where we are conditioned to to be with one person right and you stick it out no matter what that can be your religion that could just be your upbringing that could just be your personal beliefs or whatever it is like you kind of suck it up no matter what and deal with it it could be fear-based like there's so many other things that contribute to that as well but if you're just going by that whole nature aspect of it and just the way that we are chemically created that's kind of a fallacy and it's an anomaly oh i would completely yeah because they they say monogamy shouldn't you know we are all prone to cheat right and ladies cheat probably more than men do because right now i think the statistics are the same if not more yeah well even in this study where they were like you know there was when the women were at the nightclub or whatever which first of all (laughs) let's be real if we're going out here in minneapolis Everybody's covered because it's fucking cold yeah. 90% of the time. So it's like no one's ever showing skin. So basically they did this study where if depending on how much skin you're showing and how much you're flailing your arms and shaking it fast, that, you know, shows like you're how horny you are, how much you want to like get it on or right. try to attract somebody else. And the what they found was that the people who were in a – women who were in a relationship – wore showed more skin and shook it fast a little bit more loosely than single women did (laughs) which i mean because they already had a man's at home and now they're just trying to go out there and like feel that they still have it yeah and have the whole yeah but also they did say that it could be that there's not that there's something that the women are lacking in the men that they've chosen you know like he might not be his voice might be too high or his jaw might not be manly and more masculine enough or whatever the fuck it is. Or maybe that one, it's that time of the month where she's looking for a little bit more of a feminine dude. You know, it's all weird. Right. Well, and that's the interesting aspect, too, of I think why a lot of people cheat thinking, like, I'm not getting it there, so I'm going to get it here. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, there is Dr. Nerd Love, whom I think is fantastic. I think he has his own podcast now, too. Oh, but who doesn't? He, <laughs> he has a website and he does advice. For people, particularly for for nerds mm-hmm. who ask questions and sometimes he'll get those questions of being like, oh, I've been in this relationship for a long time. I'm starting to become attracted to someone else. 
does that mean I need to break up with someone or does that mean, you know, and a lot of what he says is he's like, if you're still in love with who you are, like we are attracted to other people. Hello, we're human. Yep. That happens. He's mm-hmm. like, it's what you do with that. He's like, now if you have a coworker that you're attracted to, it's like, as long as you're going home and using that energy with your partner, he's like, that's not cheating. That's not bad. That's not, you know, any of that. He's like, it's if it starts continuing down a path of becoming an obsession and becoming more like a cheating possibility, Mm -hmm. like that's problematic. Well, technically it's not bad because that's just nature. (laughs) I mean, that depends on the type of relationship you're in too, whether or not it's considered bad. I guess so. For me... I just found it completely interesting, especially at that age of, of seeing everything that they had to talk about. But most of it, it wasn't really surprising at all. A lot of it was either things that maybe we already knew. It was just more like when they were showing the pictures and they had the like showing where their eyes were going mm-hmm. on the women and on the men and trying to see what they were looking at more. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course, like the men look down at their breasts mm-hmm. and stuff. But they're like, also notice most of the time they're like focusing on their lips. Mm-hmm. Or they're focusing on their, you know, part of their faces. Like, that's what's actually really drawing them. Well, because that's what they said. The first thing that you see and that you notice is the face. And that's how you can tell if someone's healthy, if they are reproductively ready. And basically, it's all about when you're looking at someone and you say that they're attractive, you think that they're reproductively healthy and fertile. Which was also interesting in the same breath. So from now on, I'm going to be like, that person is reproductively (laughs) healthy and fertile. I'm not, but they are. (laughs) But didn't you also think it was, that's the nurture part that you were talking about Mm -hmm. too, because in the same breath, when they did the study of showing how small of a waist versus how large the hips, because they say, you know, scientifically speaking, we would be choosing partners that we know are fertile, Mm -hmm. able to carry. Which would be women with curves. Right. However, when they, the smaller the waist they were Mm -hmm. creating these people and the larger the, uh, the butt, I guess. Yep. And they were saying that was considered more attractive. And they were like, however, you can tell at this point, this person cannot carry a child. Right. Like, they are not capable. They were like, it's a weird thing with the extremes. And people find those really weird, broad extremes attractive, which, if you think about it, makes sense because all models are hella skinny. Right. Right? Sometimes in black culture, you know, skinny, skinny waists and big butts, like the Kardashians and all that stuff like that, that's more attractive. So it's usually... All the things that you probably can't have, right? Like, right. It's that whole thing of like, I want it, but I can't have it that people try to aspire to, as opposed to like everybody else who's in the middle. Like, well, this is actually what it is like. <laughs> the um, life. I am the perfect thing. Right. But they're like, no, that skinny <laughs> or that big ass, tiny waisted lady. Well, then that's when it turns into the part when they were doing the, you know, everybody has a number mm-hmm. and they have to try to find the same. You know, try to get the same or better. Oh, my God. That was fucked up because the poor guy who was a one. I know. (laughs) A lot of that was just sad to me. I mean, that was the hard part of watching all of that. (laughs) Nobody wanted anybody less than a five. Yeah, it's true. But then they flipped it where they um, had... They took the people and just they gave the guys like different jobs and different salaries. Right. And they showed the disparity of what women actually are paying attention to and find more attractive is the fact that someone has the ability to provide and be stable. Be stable. 
So the higher the wage, the more attractive you were. So the one was like a 10 and the 10 was like a one because they gave him like a retail job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I looked at the, the 10 and I was like, well, that's still, you know, I'd hit well, it, but then I'd a lot, it. A lot of it has to do with in the end of the day, you can be a 10 on the look scale, but if you're an asshole, hello, bye. But it doesn't, did, there there wasn't that factor right. on there. There's no, the personality like, factors aren't really necessarily right. in there. They're going strictly by fact, by statistic, by. Right up your street. Right. All well, the to the point. data driven. Because I, I guess I, like for me, I know that as soon as, like there was a person who was in our school Everybody thought was incredibly attractive. Was a sex god? Uh, no, this oh, was this sorry, is prior, sex god. <laughs> this is prior to that. Ooh, but everyone was super god. attracted to him. But he was one of the biggest dicks ever, well, like ever, ever, ever. And for me, it was so unattractive. Like I couldn't even consider that mm-hmm. as. So even people were like, "Yeah, he's an asshole, but isn't he cute?" And I was like, I th- "Like I can't see it. Like I just I can't see it. He's a dick. That's." the parts that obviously well you never know that until they start opening their mouths right so they can stand there and look pretty cool (laughs) but then after that you're like oh but you can't even speak or your voice is too high right (laughs) versus yeah the unemployment whether or not did they have anybody i can't remember was there someone who was unemployoid in there they had a re the guy the 10 was like making twenty three thousand dollars a year and the one was making like 30 like three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year right and everybody was like oh he is a 10 girl (laughs) (laughs) which yep shallow well i mean that's the whole point of the reverse peacocking right so Mm -hmm. that's how we in our human society, do our peacocking as opposed to where, you know, in nature, the males are the ones that oh, are they're all pretty, beautiful, they're and full colorful, of color. and they have to go out and like strut their stuff and try prove to, themselves. You know, prove it. And the women and are so, dull and bland, yeah. and they look around and they're like, yeah, not you, not you, but you, mm, maybe, yeah, but let me see your friend, okay. Nope, his tail doesn't swing. They have to dance fast for enough. him, right? So it's completely Dab. different. But now, you know, in our in for humans, it's the reverse of that. So in, you can't make yourself pretty. Women are supposed to make themselves right. pretty, but men can be flashy. They can have the good job. They can have the the nice car and the shiny right. clothes and the you know bling bling bling. <laughs> Whatever, shit that just makes me tired. It's still probably assholes. I think we should take a break on that note. A non-mom happy hour is the podcast that celebrates real ass human women, whether they use their baby box or not. Hosted by Kelly Nerdzilla Mendenhall and Debbie Jo Nelson, a non-mom happy hour is a safe space to talk about mental health, trauma, disordered eating, surviving, and self-care. We talk about it all while laughing as much as possible, because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. If you like to laugh, feel like you've never quite fit into most lady groups or podcasts because you're not a mom, or are a mom who needs a break from momming for an hour, you should come hang out with us. A non-mom happy hour, bringing healing through laughter and community. Streaming basically everywhere you could possibly want to find us. Remember, always be a real-ass human. To check out the podcast, visit anonmomhappyhour.com. Hour. 
I'm Elisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forevers on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forevers Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are back. What is there anything else that you for sure wanted to mention that you thought about this? Like for even applying it to your own life maybe or Oh, what I did say was that we apparently now should go speed dating for science. <laughs> because they did that in the study where they That's went on a speed dating thing. So now we can instead of thinking that we're going to go speed dating for the sake of it, now we can say we are <laughs> going science. to do it for science. If that's what's going to get you out there. Uh, I'm too old. Oh, my God. Remember, I'm aged We lie. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm oh telling God. exactly how old I am and let them tell me no. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that they would, but I would love to see mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so wow. that was the thing that I thought was fun. And also the fact that the reason why love is even a thing is because we evolved into walking yeah it is yeah um although i would say and i say this because it's everywhere at this point where dolphins sort of it's like it's like they're the legit just nature version of us because they're one of the few animals that like has sex for pleasure, not just for reproduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is in the forefront of my mind because one of the most recent drunk history episodes that was out there, because they were trying to do, uh, there was someone who thought that they could talk to dolphins, and so they were trying to do all these studies. And there was a woman, of course, who was talking with this dolphin, the male do- dolphin Peter, all the time. And of course, the dolphin's like, Hey, what's up, girlfriend? Like, I can do this mm-hmm. with you. Huh? Huh? And so she tried in the beginning just to bring female dolphins in so then he could have sex because he was trying to have sex with her. Ah. And it finally got to the point where she's like, this is taking too long to constantly have to bring this in while I'm trying to teach him English. So she just started jacking him off. and Like, like a human jacket yes! But, like, that's weird to me. I had a point here. <laughs> I am not sure <laughs> what it was because that goes against nature or does but, it? Well, but there was a documentary that came out. Uh, also, I never saw it, but well, I was also like, it was a preview for when um, What We Do in the Shadows actually first came here in theaters when it was brought out uh-huh. as a movie. And one, it was a documentary of the guy who literally had a relationship with a dolphin where he was like, I was in love with I think he wrote a book and stuff too. Oh my. But it was like a documentary of showing him how he was having, and he's like, he, they're the one who started it with me was trying to, and I was like, that doesn't fucking mean like, and I never saw it, but I just remember in the movie theater being like, what is happening <laughs> here? Ew. 
I mean, maybe he just had an animal number and they both saw the number and were like, you're the same as me. Well, that dolphin was probably like, nah, I guess if you're just going to jack me off just because, <laughs> all right. Well, and but at the end, according to the Drunk History episode, because they were trying to like connect with these animals and they were using LSD, mm-hmm. thinking that mm-hmm. that's what was going to cut, of course. And they were using it or they gave the animal? They gave the animal it and they were using it on themselves. Oh, my God. So they were trying to be like, this will help them learn English, I guess. Carl Sagan, who was a part of it, came in and essentially shut it down because he was like, you guys are jacking off fucking dolphins (laughs) and you're giving them LSD. Like, this is not okay. We're not going to give you money anymore. And so they stopped it and they're like, and it continued. Like, it was like a janky situation of them trying to continue their experiments and peter because he didn't see his woman anymore got so depressed that he drowned himself he sank to the bottom of the pool (laughs) and decided to stop breathing and i was like holy shit so i mean they're pretty close to how humans are (laughs) yeah well no because they can choose to stop breathing that's pretty intense what would have happened was that peter would have killed everybody else killed her killed her cousin killed a mama Oh, if you're white. Everybody, and then also. And then get away with it. Um, tr- attempt to kill himself and mm-hmm. get saved. <laughs> and he'd be in jail for like a day and they'd be like, we're so sorry. You're white. It's fine. You were. Oh Look at these pictures so of you from when you were really tiny and you had hope. That's disturbing. <laughs> um, please tell me only white people were jacking off these animals. I mean, they only used white people. Okay. Well, then therefore that is what it is. Because so. they are always factual in drug history. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, the other thing that I heard, um, noticed that was awesome was that smell helps you not fuck your family, which is interesting weird? because then explain the royals to me. I don't know how to explain well, that. Well, it's just because they had no choice. I get it. But they didn't choose to fuck their family. Right. There's that. Also, I think they tended to be more cousins. It's your family. It is your family, but they also, didn't they go into the details? Because I remember... Um, reading something else, because a woman came out with a book, I can't remember her name right now, where the fact that like when you're adopted, it's not uncommon apparently that when you meet your birth parent uh, for the first time ever and you're older, that like you're attracted to them. And it's because the pheromone only sticks when you're growing up with these people. That makes sense. So if you're not growing up with them, you're not getting the scent and then... So that's how you're explaining the incest of the royals? I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what I'm just saying, like... It's not like there's a reason why they also probably have to go through a lot of therapy when you meet your birth parents, apparently. <laughs> like if you don't keep in these constant contacts. But my thing is that with the weirdness of the way the world is today, that is nigh impossible. So then what you're saying is that so you go out and you meet a guy and you find out later on that it's your half brother. Kind of like 30 Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Where she meets the perfect you- <laughs> guy ever and that ends up being like her uh-huh. second cousin. Yeah. So then what do you do, right? So it's just kind of like, oh, ew. But that's probably happening all over the place because everybody's dropping. You probably don't know. Popping everybody's out cheating. and dropping kids no matter where they are. Yeah, if everybody's cheating as much as they're saying that they're cheating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know legitimately that there are people out there because I believe I've said this on the podcast before where my dad's great aunt was ex- essentially excommunicated from the family. Because she married a black guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't find out about her until I think he was 16. Yeah. You never and then know. he met her like maybe two times after that when he was older and like was like, I want to reach out and actually know my family. Mm. So yeah, I have no fucking clue. Daddy trying to get that street cred. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I think it's interesting. One day I could finally meet somebody and I'd be like, holy shit. Like I could literally you be related could. to I this mean, person. I mean, we could all do that. It happens. It's also weird to know that there could be someone out there who looks a lot like me it's in Kate, that regard. Kate Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet, absolutely. She and I are just twinsies. Look, I looked back at your prom pictures and I was like, oh my gosh, she really does look like Kate Winslet. I got it a lot when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Now not so why. much. The other thing that was interesting was how kissing is important and how yeah. saliva contains testosterone. Yuck, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is it's very interesting as someone who now in the current job that I learned, a lot of people are getting testosterone because when you get older, you do not make these anymore. So the thing that they didn't tell you about in this show or they didn't go through is what happens when you get older and what does that look like? What does sex appeal mean as you age? Which I think would be interesting as I age to know (laughs) what that means. And also I think for you and your generation – what that looks like in the age of Tinder. Right. And even when I think about the fact that, like, when I met Sven, one of them. I love that you have to think about I this every time I now. Get, I can't. We knew it a year ago, and now it's like uh, we just don't know. Which, you know what, healthy. The first one. The first one. The one that the one you moved here that for. Moved here, that I moved here for. I didn't know him. I didn't see what he looked like. We met online back in the day in a chat room. Right. So we just got to know each other through just words. Right. And then I saw what he looked like and then it, we met and then so it's it, it will be it's would be interesting. Did you when you first saw his picture after like getting to know through him through words, did you see his picture and think, Wow, he's attractive? Or were you kinda well, like I taken back like, or were you kinda Phew, thank God. Sorry. <laughs> no I mean, honestly, it was like, Oh, phew, you know, I mean there were points where I would be talking to people who had serious like disabilities that I didn't know and I would still be like, I'm gonna go meet you, I'm gonna do these things right. and then, you know, other things happened that were didn't work itself out but i think that the connection on that deeper level before you see somebody makes things different too because it's once you how you get to know someone like if you talk to them on the phone back in my day which is what you did after 9 p.m well that's you (laughs) like i paid for my own long distance oh well there you go um but you do all those sorts of things you get to know somebody differently than you would if you just see them and then make your determination that mm-hmm. way. So it would be mm-hmm. interesting to find out as the digital age started to come into um, true fruition and, and blossom into this shit show that it is now, right. what that does to our evolution. And I'm sure the symmetry would change too as things start to sag. <laughs> well, obviously, but by then you're hooked, right? Or you leave, right, after four there years. So that would be interesting to know. And I guess like Tinder kind of contributes to that whole golden ratio thing, right? So oh, for and sure. also... We can just go Photoshop ourselves and make ourselves symmetrical. Oh, well, that's catfishing. And then when you meet me and you see my face is crooked and you'll be like, oh, shit, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't know that I was going to see Picasso here. But I love her anyway because she's really smart and funny. I mean, and that's very possible. If you're going to live with someone for a really, really, really long time, I'd rather have someone interesting and growing and, and doing all that. But... But it's that first, you know, that just one look thing, but that doesn't happen anymore in the right. same way that it would before. So technology has kind of circumvented or kind of cock blocked nature. So it'd be interesting right. to see what that looks like in right. a broader study. I also would like it to be inclusive. So there's that. 
<laughs> what if we instead made it inclusive, just made it exclusive of white people? No, you can. White people exist in this We world. do it. Yeah, true. But and also, like, it would be nice probably also every once in a while to be like, and the study was done specifically for people of color. Sure. It would we be do enough of you. nice to have that happen, but you won't get funding. So you got to throw in the whites, <laughs> sprinkle them in on the top like paprika, and then you're good to go. Possibly yes, that's the correct answer. Yeah, and also copulence, as they said in the in the show, smells like butter gone off. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. So get that in your heads, folks, and sm- slather that on, ladies. Put it on behind your temples and your ears and your pressure points. Just get old butter. No, just. Your insides are old butter. Yeah, but you could also just get old butter. No, you can't because that's not your vaginal secretions. Oh, it has to have the pheromone in it. Yeah. Just trying to get it out of my head. (laughs) Anything else from you? No, I just, I think it's great that, I mean, it was fun to revisit in a way. In a sense, I think that a lot of it is antiquated at this point. I think a lot of it. Because like you said, there's no evidence like on the diversity part. But then also like Tinder did change everything because Tinder is sort of what I've always considered to be kind of like the online version of seeing someone across at a bar. Sure, exactly. But then does it change anything? Because technically you're still looking at a face. I mean, right. Maybe it's even more scientific Mm -hmm. because you're not getting the other aspect of it. You're not getting the, and I'm opening my mouth aspect of it. Um, well, you're not smelling someone, you're not hearing them. Right, it's anything, literally just you're looking. you're literally just looking at their face and making a determination of whether or not I want to meet you and take things further. Right. Which is basically the begin, like what they said in the beginning was like, it all starts here in your face anyway. Yep. But with Photoshop, you can make that shit better, throw a filter on it. And that's what everything else is doing nowadays. And mm-hmm. I guess the main part is, is that because it is taking it to a more extreme of the health aspect of that, because... Uh, I think a lot more people are willing to have uh, like I'm I'm surprised now at how many people are willing to have long distance relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, because you can FaceTime and stuff. Right, you can FaceTime and stuff like that. But also, I think maybe a lot of that does have to do with the fact that it's easier to just see the face. Or well, now you can have a vibrator where you can control it in your here and then you can use it yeah, I mean there you there. go so you know what I mean like technology does help yeah a lot of technology but also that just seems like a lot <laughs> Be having come from a, being in a long distance relationship like just saying, um, things change yeah we didn't have FaceTime back in my day so we just had to deal deal I, I just think that yeah there's a lot of interesting aspects to I think that technology it would be interesting to see this study these studies reformulated right the new technologies and also people of color and gender well and diversity talking a little bit more about that personality aspect because i think that a lot of it especially that has nothing to do with nature and your genetics and that stuff but i still think that it's a part of it that needs to but that's not brought in of like when you get these people who are together like i'm not saying that it's science but i'm saying that at the end of the day when you see those people sitting on the couch whether or not they're like these were the first things that we saw about these people. The reason why I stayed is because of this, 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 and this. Is because of you know talking more about that aspect too. But the point of it was for them, right? To talk of about saying these here's the science like, of sex appeal of why like we start. How they smell. They love how their voices are. They they love all of those basic core animalistic things that we are hardwired to love in people like right. genetically you know to, to select that's what they 
have selected and they and how that perpetuates itself during the course of a 25 45 year right. marriage is a different story but initially that was the thing like i love how they smell i love how they sound i love their copulence I love, you know, their <laughs> symmetry and the fact that they had a gold pen or whatever and they were classy. They showed they I mean, had status. Yeah, I can see your point. Because now all you have to do is lie on Tinder and say that you make $375,000 a year and you would be like a top choice. The only part that I always, that, that I kept thinking is like when I see someone who's so symmetrical, I can my first thought is, is how unnatural that looks. <laughs> Like, because it looks unnatural. But you're symmetrical in that way. I'm symmetrical? Yeah. No, I'm not. Yes. I think you're beautiful. I think you're beautiful beautiful too. symmetry in your face. I have a mole right there. I don't have a mole over here. It doesn't matter. It's just that one thing. It looks, I bet I look a lot. You think I do. Because I think you are very symmetrical and you're telling me that you don't think you are either. I take pictures. I'm asymmetrical. Yeah, well, I do a lot of like tilting up my head well you know what to do i don't i just know that it does look weird when people look too symmetrical like it looks like a model because it looks like that's what they photoshopped to make a model do (laughs) so basically you're gonna be when you see a person who's like a 10 right i'm like like, that's not real fuck that (laughs) i mean if it were in real life if i saw someone and it was in real life and i'd be like Holy shit. Like Brad Pitt. Like you can't, I don't think he's asymmetrical or he, that he is symmetrical. I think he's probably symmetrical. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's symmetrical. Even I think his dick is symmetrical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get dead on that. I mean, honestly. I mean, do you think Angelina Jolie is considered uh, symmetrical? I mean, she throughout growing up to everything was yes, like, considered the most gorgeous of everything. symmetrical. Okay. Yeah, I think she's, but you know, people like Mila Kunis. Like, I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, and I'd she's say beautiful. she's very yeah. symmetrical. I mean, like all of these celebrities, I don't think you kind of get to be that way without being without being symmetrical. at least a seven. Yeah, you know what I mean. The knockout. Because honestly, if you're thinking about it, like most of us are two to fives. Yeah, and then you have those six to they don't even have to be tens, six to eights. Right, and that's what it is. That's what it is. They're probably not tens. They're probably just eight. But for us fours, <laughs> I'm just pointing at myself. No, whatever, you. God. Us fours, we're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we we cannot even think to catch you. We can't bag that. <laughs> can't bag that whale. <laughs> I wonder if that's what the new thing is going to be, is that when people look in the womb and see the 3D image, my child isn't symmetrical. I well, obviously that, wasn't eating it's enough, my whatever. Fault. We oh, had a chance. I didn't have enough kale. <laughs> you have to get that Gattaca shot. One day that I had a stressful thought. I mean, they were literally like just fucking comatose. I know. I was like, they are blaming the woman, being like, "That's one ugly baby, and that's your fault. You didn't have enough potassium. You didn't have enough." So now, another thing to blame on us. I get to blame my mom for something ugly because of you. I'd be like, "This is asymmetrical because of you. I am a five. Way to smoke weed." This is because you had a lemonade on the fifth day I was in you. Way to be stressed about, like, I don't know, your whole life and losing your family and shit because you got knocked up I mean, at 17. My mom, I mean, it was the later ages, but that's when she lost her sister. It was like the last stages with me. So I'm like, that's great. Why that's why you the have mole. that mole. That's the- <laughs> Thanks. 
Yeah, and also puberty fucks shit up. No, I mean... Because we all start at an even level together. Boys and girls are indistinguishable, and then puberty comes in and wrecks the world. (laughs) Thanks, puberty. Thanks, puberty. (laughs) We don't have that issue. (laughs) S is a man issue. It's time to change. Well, I think that we did a pretty good job. Would you recommend anybody watching this? Good luck finding it. Watch this. No, just listen to our podcast discussion (laughs) on it. And then, like, you know, tell us what you think about. Or you can check them out in the Discovery Channel. Like, if you Google the science of sex Who is going to watch? Is it, like, 25 different clips? (laughs) I'm just saying, if you're interested in being like, I wonder what that is. It is pretty basic. There isn't, like, the way we talked about it is just exactly what happened. Yeah. We, We wouldn't steer you wrong. No, we wouldn't. God, no. But our asymmetrical faces wouldn't lie to you. We wouldn't. <laughs> I think we should do that, though. We should do like a let's like cut our face and like do what they did on there. I think we'll do that. I'm going to find something no. that allows us to symmetricalize. I think they look weird. I think it makes the eyes look way weirdly spaced. And like but that's just... quote unquote perfection. Ugh, I don't want to be a 10. I'm happy. I'd be happy. I want to look and see what they think my 10 would look like. I would be more than happy to be like, okay, is that my 10? I want to go to Aberdeen, the University of Aberdeen, where this study face specialists are and be like, what is my face? Rank me. You want to go around in a crew? One. <laughs> Put you in the little group there and you're desperately trying to no, make it. No, because nobody would pick me because I'm brown, so it wouldn't matter Aww. anyway. They'd be like, oh, no. It's true. And your hair is not straight, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, that just means that it's 2019 and nothing's changed. Copulence, folks. <laughs> Slather that shit on yourselves. Is that what Vag- Vagilante probably uses to lure them in? Oh, ew, yeah. She could do that. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter. She could just do just a scoop and a cross and then slay, slay, slay. (laughs) Well, thanks, everybody, for paying attention to us (laughs) learning about the new Eau de Copulence. Look for it in stores coming soon. (laughs) Secretions by Mallory and Tamu. It sounds like those weird, creepy websites that sell their underwear of women who, like, wore the underwear all day. That's what they want. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Interracial secretions. (laughs) Did you see that in Orange is the New Black? No, I don't watch Orange is the New Black. (laughs) I'm just my own self amazingly hilarious. Yes, you are. And a television script. I'm just... Talking about there's an episode, I haven't watched like probably the last two or three seasons, but in the very first beginning, one of them starts selling underwear from prison. Sure. But because there's such high demand for it, they start trying to make their own (laughs) juices out of things and trying to put it on the panties. And it's like her brother and like his wife down in a basement being like, does that smell? I don't know. Like, yeah, that one's the right one. I think we can... Yes, definitely. They're going to think that this is someone who is running for an hour in these panties. Like. <laughs> and on that note. People are gross. <laughs> so gross. 
Make sure to follow us. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram again. Feel free to email us. Maybe I don't know how I'm going to give this give you... copulence on Instagram. <laughs> I was going to say you're not going to get our physical addresses to send us your copulence. Do not. We don't want to you to send it to us. We want to send it to you, but not actually because yuck. Depending on the price. Ah. So. Oh. <laughs> everybody's got a price it's true (laughs) all right well we love you very much thank you so much and uh we'll catch you on the flip side bye cheers